Welcome to the POV Hamilton Podcast, where we're talking to innovators, educators, leaders, and builders across the Steel City. We have the most diversified economy in Canada, and there are hundreds of stories waiting to be told of the people, the companies, and the organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. My name is Lisa Knapp, and I'm an education counselor at Barclay Educational Services in Hamilton, Ontario. In terms of my background, I've had quite a varied background before I ended up here at Barclay Educational. I started off as a reporter and uh, I worked at various stations around the province, wrote for CTV National News, and I reported for a number of years right here in Hamilton at CHCH TV. So um, after that, I ended up teaching as well. Uh, both at Mohawk and Sheridan College at the undergraduate and postgraduate levels. And I really enjoyed that. The reason I started, quite frankly, was because as a journalist, I saw some behavior out in the field that I wasn't thrilled with. And uh, I decided that maybe some education right from the start in terms of um, having empathy for people and not hurting people who were already hurt, uh, it would be a good idea to spread that message. So that's the reason I, I started teaching and I did that uh, part time and um, even even more than that in terms of hours some years while I was reporting. But it was a great combination because I could have contacts for people. I heard about jobs coming up. I had an idea of stories that were happening because I was on them so that I could help students work through them and get real world experience. So I went down that path for a number of years, uh, doing the two things, I would say probably 20 or more. And then after that, I became more interested in the education side of things. And I went back and got my master's degree at uh, University of Leicester in the UK, which is one of the partner universities that we deal with now, and uh, ended up coming here to Berkeley. So that was a great experience as well, because I'm sending people for postgraduate work in a lot of cases, and I actually worked through that program myself. So that helped me with uh, relevance to coming here and starting this new position as well. I think really the thing I enjoyed the most was the reciprocal relationship that I had during teaching. The Probably the, the greatest benefit really was the technology that they were ahead even before they came to class. And so sometimes as an instructor, we were learning and, and hurrying to catch up because things changed so fast. A lot of the students already came equipped with those skills. So that was really a wonderful experience and interesting. Um, but obviously through education, as things change, you do work through some of that together as well. And I think that helped keep me fresh for the reporting side. Most often the students were so adept at technology, when you go out into the industry, they're not quite there yet. So we had our students going out and teaching people who, in some cases, had already done that career for a number of years. So that, I would say, is the biggest trend that I saw during education. And, and even though I'm not teaching now, I'm sure that it's continuing with the way technology's advancing. Berkeley Educational is an educational services uh, company, but the work that it does is two-tiered. We have uh, one prong that does more of a high school focus, so helping with private guidance counseling for people who are trying to decide on their program pathway, their career pathway. And then we do postgraduate work in the UK with about 25 uh, top-rated universities. 
the thing that most inspired me to consider moving to Berkeley was the experience that I had as a postgraduate student. I hadn't done anything like that, obviously, for decades. And I thought the process was so well done in terms of flexibility, but also the quality of education, the amount of student support. So I just started thinking that I would like to be involved in helping others do that and have the ability to go back, whether it's later in life or right out of an undergraduate course. And so I started investigating that, and that's how I ended up at the company. The history of Barclay is quite a long one. There's more than a decade of experience here in terms of people who have worked in the education field. And obviously that comes in very handy no matter what service you are experiencing with us, whether it's the high school aspect of things or the postgraduate aspect of things. So Jackie Barclay actually uh, was a founder of the company and she's the partner that I work with now. And Jackie actually was a counselor at a private college for a number of years. So is very well versed in terms of what the requirements are in Ontario to get into colleges and universities. Some of the students wanted to go overseas, so she's very well versed in that area as well. And I think that's what led to her interest in the postgraduate overseas work. And she kind of went from the private guidance counseling into more of the postgraduate work. So what we do in terms of the high school work is people come to us during high school, ideally grades 10 to 12, and they a lot of times really have no clue. They might have an interest that they're not sure, am I able to do it in terms of ability, in terms of academics, in terms of personality. So Jackie administers interest-based testing, which will look at all of those factors. So some people love high stress, high energy environments. Some people do not thrive in those. It considers all of those things and looks at kind of the whole package and the whole person before we settle on a number of areas maybe that a student should consider and also uh, a number of programs after that. So most students find that it does some it does toss up things that were in the back of their mind but maybe gives them more confidence to pursue and sometimes it's a complete surprise and people have said well I saw saw that in passing or I thought of that in passing but I didn't know if I could do it so she kind of brings all that to the forefront and helps them through the process. One of the greatest benefits I would say of the overseas experience of pursuing postgraduate work in the UK is the international experience itself. You're mixing with people from all over the world, different cultures. You're in a new environment all by yourself. So the self-reliance that that teaches you is invaluable. And as a matter of fact, we have heard from a number of students who applied for jobs and said they specifically told me that that is why I was in that interview, because they knew if I could go and function all by myself in an entirely different place, they did not have to babysit me. They did not have to worry about me with clients. I could get along with people. I could get along in new situations. So that to me is the greatest benefit of the postgraduate experience. There's so many interesting things about it. The master's programs over there in the vast majority of cases are just one year as opposed to two years, usually here in Canada. They are also um, open to all the regular student loan 
student loan situations that you would get here in Canada. So for example, OSAP, you can apply for OSAP. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, and so that's one reason they're resistance to going over, but anything you can apply for to go to a master's program here in Canada, you can do for overseas. The other interesting thing about the experience is just the number of master's programs that are available there. They have combinations of things and specializations that we, we just do not see here. And I'm not sure why that is. I guess in one one reason might be just the fact that those universities are so much older, literally sometimes hundreds of years in terms of the institutions that we're dealing with. So they probably had a lot more time and, and money to, through the years, develop and, and finesse all of these programs. But it's, uh, it's an intense year, but the qualifications are easily transferable to working back here at home. Uh, we don't actually send anybody for anything that we don't know can transfer back here at home. Our most popular program by far is the uh, two-year accelerated law program or the JD pathway. And that program is open to Canadian students who have an undergraduate degree, but it can be in anything. It doesn't have to be anything law related. It does not have to be law related. In fact, they prefer that it isn't. They love people from the arts, for example, from psychology, because you're dealing with people, anything that can bring a different set of skills or a different viewpoint to law is something that they're very interested in. So that is the vast majority of, of what we place students for. In terms of the number of Canadians going over, there is a very, very set precedent for that. In fact, I can think of one university right off the bat that more than a third of their student body each year is made up of Canadian students. So it's a very, very proven pathway. And the advantage obviously is that you can come back over here and there are some tests that you write, qualifying tests before the bar. However, you're allowed to work that whole time. So rather than spending another year on time and tuition, you're back here working and getting experience before you actually get to the bar exam. So that uh, is, is one major advantage of heading overseas for law. There are Canadian law programs over there now. They teach Canadian law because of the popularity. So that is by far what we focus on the most. The other interesting aspect of postgraduate education overseas is that there are a number of programs you can access right from high school that you cannot do that same thing here in Canada. And again, I'm not sure why, but I can give you a number of examples. You can apply for chiropractic, pharmacy, dentistry, medicine, occupational therapy, physiotherapy, and law directly from high school. So you may experience what they call a foundation year, for example, before you get into the real intensive nuts and bolts training of those subjects. But that is, again, uh, something that we have had a very high number of requests for and the credentials transfer back. So we have somebody who is 23 who is back here now working as a pharmacist in Niagara. So it's excellent training, but again, saves you a lot of time and tuition doing an undergraduate degree. You can just go straight to the career that you want to be trained for and then work back to have your credentials recognized, which is a proven pathway and start work here. In terms of feedback 
from students. What we hear is, I, I hate to sound um, conceited, but gratitude, because sometimes the process is pretty complicated. So for example, the tier four student visa is something that if you're going to the UK, you must apply for. And it can be very confusing. The last few years, the form has changed each and every time. So what we do is we provide complete support right from the beginning in terms of what paperwork you need to assemble through to the time that you get the student visa and head overseas. And the surprising thing to most students is that we do all that work at no cost to them. It's, there's absolutely no charge. And I think if students understood that we do all the work for no charge at all to them, we would probably have even more people coming through us. The universities pay our fee to do that work. So basically they authorize us to be a representative for them, an application center and, and a representative for that. And so that is how we're paid. So the student gets all of that help, but is not out of pocket at the end of it. I think in terms of being part of the Hamilton community and how that has benefited our business and basically helped us work in conjunction with the students that we have is the fact that Hamilton is just so well known for things like research. They're so well known for medical science. They're so well known for education in general with things like Mohawk and McMaster University and a lot of the cutting edge work that goes on at that in at those institutions. Uh, so a lot of times that has provided um, a streamlined process for us that someone will come, for, exa for example, from McMaster with a psychology degree, go overseas and do a master's and then come back to McMaster University to do a PhD. So we do have a lot of students that, that kind of go through a process like that, head overseas for a different perspective and some more experience and then head back home and use that experience to help people back here in Hamilton, which is obviously a really wonderful thing. In terms of the future for Hamilton and uh, when it comes to education and media and all of the things that I've been through, um, I foresee that there will be growth in those areas. I think there's no way to avoid that after this pandemic, quite frankly. The need for education for people going back to retrain, just people who have reassessed who they are and where they are and what they're doing and decided that's not what I want to continue on for the next 10, 20, 30 years. So I do see growth definitely in, in those areas. In media, I think the same thing. I think that there will be more grassroots organizations I'm not sure what the plan, the magic wand to encourage that would be, but I hope that somewhere down the line, there is something to encourage startups to get back to the grassroots journalism that Hamilton has always been so good at. The difference of having, with all the job cuts happening in media, it has damaged the media landscape, not just in Hamilton, but across the country, across North America. And I do believe that to get it back to where it has to be, we need to have local journalism strengthened again. When you see people in your community at your kid's baseball game, at the grocery store, and you have a chat with them, that builds trust. 
And that is something that is missing with all these media conglomerations now where people parachute in and they parachute out and they're not part of the community and building it. So Hamilton's always had a very strong community focus. They've always had a very strong uh, local journalism focus. And I do believe that there are people who will figure out a way to strengthen that area and bring it back to being more representative of what's happening locally than what's happening from a company based in Toronto or somewhere else. I think the thing that I would want people to remember the most is to never think that it's too late to do something different and never think that it's too late to learn. The number of people that we have who come back decades after they've been doing something else is quite amazing. And I think as long as you're open to learning that you can do it, even if it's been a while, it might take your brain a little bit of time to forge those pathways again, but it's never too late to learn and it's never too late to have an adventure. And overseas is, you travel, uh, obviously not right now, but in normal circumstances, on weekends, people go to Italy, they're at the beach in Spain, all of these wonderful experiences. So don't ever close yourself off to that because most likely there's a way for you to do it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, go to povhamilton.com.